Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your Game Master. This week, we are continuing Fate Month with a role-playing system I am really happy to introduce to you guys. It's called Edregor. It's a dark fantasy horror system with an interesting twist. Edregor draws inspiration for its mythology from native traditions around the world. That's fantasy monster and culture ideas coming from mythologies like Lakota, Aboriginal, and even Celtic. If native cultures get used in fantasy role-playing, generally speaking, they're all mishmashed together into the same sort of nebulous stand-in for native cultures. Not to point any fingers, but a lot of role-playing games are using the medieval setting as their perspective point. I really love medieval role-playing, but I also want to see more creativity out there. And that's why Edregor appeals to me. Since people were people, they were telling stories. It serves no one to cut yourself off from certain traditions simply because you didn't grow up with them. Setting aside, Edregor is also really interesting because of how it uses fate to tell a horror story. One of the criticisms I hear of fate is often that you decide when your character gets hit. The encounters in Edregor feel dangerous and add to the thrill of the story. And that's because of what designer Alan Turner decided to emphasize in his version of Fate. I invited Alan on the show to show off his game and teach it to the world. So, with all that out of the way, let's get to the show. Alright, heroes, let's meet our party for this week. Uh, First up is a familiar voice to some. James, or Jim Heppelwhite, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, Some of you guys might remember Jim from our first Dread game that we did. You bravely died. (laughs) (laughs) I I like to think of myself as the royal flush gang of this podcast. Okay. (laughs) That's great. That look, that tower was going to fall. He took it for the team and uh, propelled other people. Well, I actually nobody He's really back had again victory. with a totally new cast. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so we're expecting you to fill that role again. If we're about to die, we just want you to dive on that grenade for us. I I am happy to die first for this party <laughs> in advance Ooh. of everyone else. But I don't think that's actually going to happen this week because you're playing somebody uh, who's pretty tough. Uh, tell us about your character. Yes. The character's name is Three Heron Laughing Moon. He has been trained since childhood as a fighter. The memories of his uh, slain family guides him for better or for worse. I have not yet decided. So I, I'm sensing like kind of a Batman vibe from that. Yes. I was going to go with Punisher. But oh, Punisher! Even. Oh. Like, I don't have the podcast hand as to who the guest is here, but my knowledge of the source material here is limited. And my pop culture knowledge is based largely on Western comics. So... You know, I find all story themes are universal, so I think we're going to see a lot of crossovers here. Uh, so to give the audience an idea of who Three Heron is... What was his first encounter with uh, what we call an Endragor shivers? Horrible, horrible things that lurk in the night. Three Three Heron is from a culture that is largely vertical. He climbs, he moves. For Three Heron, in my imagination, the shiver was the moment when he realized that he's a powerful warrior and he's tireless, but his body has limits. Mm. And by virtue of the fact that his physical body has limits... He physically could not fight anymore, and he was overtaken. Tie that in with the death of his family in front of him. Oh, boy. (laughs) And again, in my imagination, you have a tireless warrior that has discovered, oh, I will eventually be exhausted. Okay. Okay. Very cool. 
that's let's move on to our next guest. Yeah, let's take it. Let's uh, try and brighten things up with our next guest, Brittany Yantos. Hello. Welcome to One Shot. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me. And in the interest of plugging different projects, Brittany, you are a part of the Geek Bar Chicago team. I am. Uh, my official job title is Trader of the Nerd Sea. We get to come <laughs> up with our own names for our gigs which is pretty sweet ah, so great it, you can something you can put on a business card and nobody knows what it means then i had to explain it which means that they have to talk to me oh that well that's clever um britney uh let's jump into the game you're okay. playing a character named faltiorna Yes, but in this game, I'm going to nickname it. I'm going to go by Faulty. Faulty. Because I think that all of us are friends, hopefully, and that we're <laughs> in that colloquial kind of friendship where we can go by nicknames. Definitely. Um, so tell us about Faulty. Let's see. Well, Faulty comes from the Gaal, which is basically a giant tree-dwelling people um, who live in this kind of thick forests um and they're a mix between i think of endor although we're not really i I get the visual of endor mixed with some voodoo kind of magic healing properties so very cool gonna be really cool yeah and what was faulty's first experience with a shiver in my mind faulty was looking for some kind of ingredient uh for a potion deep inside one of these trees that is her people's homeland Mm -hmm. um and because it's very dark in there she was come upon by one of the shivers um and in trying to run away was accosted horribly and violently and has some kind of deep scar like physically how did she escape she escaped by throwing a powder from her pocket that explodes and makes light. Oh, cool. Very cool. And let's move on to a familiar voice to all of you, I am sure. Kat Murphy. James D'Amato. Welcome back to the show. <laughs> oh, thanks for having me, James. Uh, Kat, you're playing Kimmy Mala this week. Kimimila. 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 Oh, boy. You're going to be able to get it. <sighs> I believe in you. Nope. Juho is going to give you a nickname. <laughs> and you are not going to like it. Uh, oh, no. C- c- uh, tell me about Kimimila. Kimimila is the uh, the water witch of the plains. Um, she travels from town to town by light of day, ensuring that crops are watered, that people have enough to drink, taking care and protecting life at all costs. She is a dancing happy individual who doesn't see any reason to dwell and looks to move forward and help others do the same. That's interesting. This actually sounds like a Cat Murphy character crossed with not a Cat Murphy character. <laughs> she, yes, it, agreed. It's uh, I was sold on her at Water Witch, and it's all of the exciting bits of Water Witch from, uh, say, Katara from mm-hmm. Avatar, uh, The Last Airbender, uh, combined with a lot of water imagery that, like, I've never felt waters my totem because it's too moving and happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she has that, and I like that. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Well, let's learn about her experience with the Shiver. Okay, so uh, Kamimi La studied under uh, a mas- her master Kwame. Uh, mm-hmm. He's a mystic who taught her the ways of, of water and various other uh, cultural elements in dealing with things like the Shivers. One of the first really, really scary missions she had, uh, they visited a town where people were falling ill, and they suspected it had to do with this well. 
and the well was too small for uh, Master Kwame to, to go down. So she went down into the well, uh, and it's permanently dark down there, and the water is stagnant. So there was this taste of death, and uh, she ended up having to battle this this large snake who had uh, taken and killed a, a child from the town within it, and the decomposing body was what was poisoning everyone in the town. She had to actually fight it, um, but she did. She succeeded, and now she has a bit of a fear of stagnant water. <laughs> Very cool. Um, and before we move on to our special guest for this week, I will introduce my character because I get to play you guys. And I will be playing Juho, who is a, a member of the Irali tribe, really in birth only, as the Irali are a very noble people who live in the north and defend people from horrible things that lurk in the ice. Juho was not going to have any of that life. And he very quickly, at a young age, left and lives the life of a self-indulgent adventurer. He's a thrill seeker. Uh, he likes to do active things. He steals. He lies. He slips in and out of different social groups. And he likes talking to people. But he also doesn't like being held accountable for things. And his greatest fear is that these things that compel him, his desire to indulge himself and live a life of total freedom is going to drive people away from him. And once when he was traveling between uh, different cities, he got caught up because he was drinking and making a little bit merry while everybody else in the caravan was moving ahead. And on the edge of the city, night started to fall and he was moving through the forest. And all of a sudden, the forest that he was moving through was much, much larger and more expansive. And whenever he would walk towards the lights of the city, they would get farther and farther away from him. And when he realized this, he started running through the forest, trying to find a way to escape. And eventually uh, the forest worked him down these narrow tunnels of this cave. And in the cave, he was facing down a darkness that was creeping in, feeling more and more alone when he felt something well up within himself. And it's the spirit of his people, the spirit of the turtle, provided light from his eyes, which burned through the darkness and allowed him to move into the city. So now, even though he lives this freewheeling lifestyle of an adventurer who moves about, he also understands the importance of protecting people from shivers, because not everybody has that uh, inner fortitude, and it's up to the strong to protect the weak. So he is applying the honor of his tribe in his own special way. And with that, uh, let's move on to Alan Turner, uh, our special guest for this week and the designer of this game. Alan, welcome to the show. Well, thanks so much, James. It's, I'm honored to be here. Mm -hmm. So why, why don't you tell everyone about Edrigor? Edrigor is one of those uh, long, long-term long projects. I think that we all of us who are game designers kind of have tucked away somewhere in our <laughs> closets, uh, got, got dusted off many times. Basically, the high-level pitch I'd like to give to people is, um, I call it a post-cataclysmic tribal horror game. My point of comparison is, I think uh, Princess Mononoke meets Pitch Black. <laughs> um, if you've so cool. seen either of those those movies, you'll have at least half of the idea. It's a, it is a world of tribal peoples recovering from some terrible cataclysms. They finally hit a point where um, they can stabilize and actually start to build nations. And in the process, um, now they're up against a, a, a relatively new threat, which is this thing called the Shivers, who are these terrible creatures that rise up um, when the sun goes down, and they have a hunger for humanity. 
So that's yeah. that's really cool. And this is a fate based game, like it is all the games game. that we're featuring this month. Yes. Um. So it's a really heavily built on the back of storytelling, and you're drawing on a lot of different stories in right. order to create this. So, like, um, uh, traditionally, I'm um, I'm a, I, I used to be a storyteller. Um, I used to work within the native the Native American community here in Chicago. Both as a youth worker and as a storyteller, I went to schools and whatnot and, and told stories. I've, I always try to find ways to bring um, folk stories into um, the, the games that I ran. And as I dealt uh, more and more with kids of, of, of a native persuasion or from other tribal uh, groups, I found that the standard tropes of you know, murder hobos <laughs> uh, just, just wasn't um, flying so well. And um, I, I wanted to find something that they gave, they gave them a point, uh, a point of access um, and also gave us opportunities to actually have conversations about deeper things. And so Edugore slowly uh, grew out of that stuff. Uh, it sat on a uh, uh, shelf for a long time, and, and I kickstarted it, and now it's out there in the world, and people are enjoying it. That's great. And if you guys want to find Edrigor, uh, you can find it either by uh, just Googling Edrigor, which is a name that not a lot of people would be able to Google very readily. Uh, that is E-H-D-R-I-G-O-E-N. Oh, my God. No, no, that's an H. That's an H, yeah. E-H-D-R-I. I've been spelling it for weeks. Yeah, you're right. E-H-D-R-I-G-O-H-R. Edrigor rhymes with Egregor, if you know what Egregor is. No. no. What's Egregore? Something you need to look up. <laughs> no, and you, you'll be able to find the link in the show notes right beneath the episode on the show. And uh, you can also find this on Drive Through RPG. Yes. Uh, and that's, is it just the digital volume still available or do you have Oh, it's digital volume? paperback and hardback. Oh, great. Yeah. So whatever level you feel like getting involved in this game, and I do recommend that you check it out. It's got a fascinating history uh, for all the different tribal groups. It can feed any game if you want to run in straight Edrigor or if you just want to pull ideas from it. I think it's great. Thank you. With that, let's uh, let's dive in. All of you know each other. Uh, I don't know if we established that earlier on. You have at one point or another dealt with each other for good or ill. <laughs> you are currently situated around a, a large town called Baha'i Kaji, which is uh, Crow Hill. It's a it's one of the larger gatherings of, of humanity in this space called the Shill, which is this really um, vast savanna. It's a um, uh, like a Great Plains, a uh, an oak savanna, um, crazy tall grass, um, uh, intermittent copses of trees, uh, you know, lots lot, lots of greenery, lots of danger, lots of places for things to hide. Um, so with, within uh, Pahakaji, each of you has developed a name of sorts. Uh, Fal you, uh, you, you, you've, you're, um, you're here because, um, you're, you're learning medicinal skills. You're learning to be a, uh, um, this herbalist and alchemist, um, to, to help the people. Uh, Kamimila, you, um, this, this is a place that you stop at often in, in between traveling around. The most of the villages that you tend to are client villages of Pahakaji. Juho, um, right now you're in a shame pole. <laughs> oh, you, um, you have, however, um, traveled alongside each one, each of these people at one point or another as a scout or as a, as a scavenger, a finder of, of herbs and medicines. Um, you've, people never quite know what to do with you and you find yourself in a shame pole often. Yeah. Basically, that, that's just this large pole in the center of town that you're tied to and people uh, will come by, they'll spit at you, they'll kick at you. You just, you're just a, you know, bad, a, a bad little guy. Not, not, not bad enough that people anyone wants to kill you or kick you out of the town, but, Troublesome enough that people have to lock you up every now and then. Oh, definitely, definitely. And Juho, he may be on the shame pole, but he feels none of it. So, <laughs> <laughs> and um, Three Heron, you have taken up 
Pahakaji has become a home of sorts for you. And so um, when when you were when you left the Crows, which is the organization, the the society that that, that, that trained you, like the League of Assassins, I guess, for your Batman. Okay. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the, Thank you. But they're, they're, they're the good assassins. Um, they, cool. assassin, they assassinate the Shivers. You took up protecting the areas around Pahakaji with some of, some of your brothers and sisters um, within the Crows. You are primarily in the in this spot. Then you supplement their um, their military needs um, when, when they need to because you're one of the most awesome fighters in the area. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, things you should know about about the time that, that you're in is that uh, it's hot. It's um, late summer. And a drought has been upon the land for uh, quite some time, um, well, through most through most of this year. Very very little snow in the, in, in the winter, and very and next to no rain over the course of the year. So things are um, hot, dry. Flash fires are everywhere, and people are having a hard time of it. More importantly, uh, shivers have been more active um, around Pahakaji, so much more that uh, people believe that there is an emergence hole somewhere near the town. An emergence hole basically is where these things erupt like blisters from um, from beneath the earth. And the majority of the warriors and soldiers of of the town, the the, um, the most able-bodied, have uh, gone off in a war party to try to find this hole and um, put an end to it um, to keep the shivers from harrowing. That's the nice thing about having all you awesome people here is that you can kind of keep the area relatively safe. So people in, in these bigger towns live a better life than people like who live out in, in, in the boonies. Right. <laughs> So it was only a couple of days ago when the the war party left, leaving two elders. There, there are four elders who guard the the village. Grandmother kills many. An old man by the name of Uncle Wooden. Um, another older woman by the name of uh, Walks Among, and uh, oh, and Bloodless, which which is the husband of Killsmini. So Bloodless and Wooden have to, they, they they took these warriors off to the north looking for for this this hole. Um, that leaves. An able body, but but kind of still a, a skeleton crew of people to watch the uh, to watch the town, and is being guarded over now by yourselves. Y'all have people who answer to you, and um, grandmother kills many, and grandmother walks among. As the sun rises, each of you um, are off in town doing whatever it is that that, that you do. Some of you are are, are coming in from um, early early morning patrols. Um, others of you are preparing herbs and cataloging your ingredients. Look, looking at the list of to dos uh, mm-hmm. and, and requests from people, and I'm um, pe- sleeping peacefully against the shame pole. <laughs> yes, I've developed a technique that allows me to sleep soundly <laughs> on the shame pole for hours straight, for I'm hours sure. on end. <laughs> and, and, and a technique that allows you to move with the shadow of the pole, so you never get too much sun. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. I got to maintain you're, this you're, tan. You're you're, you're 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 damn near the clock of the town. <laughs> <laughs> Juho is east today. He's east now. I better get going, get my groceries. Uh, there's a lot of commotion. Um, so at some point in, in, um, in that early part of the morning near the, the southern gates, uh, there are guards rushing about. There are people rushing about. Um, you're hearing shouts and yells and, and, um, and calls from all over. And then it quiets down. Um, so whatever it was didn't seem like it was that big a deal until a small child comes to each of you, a runner, Saying that that your presence is requested in the great house, which is a very large house that's, that's in the center of of this this town village. The the town itself has a palisade, a wooden palisade around it, and then there's like lots of smaller houses um, and tents, and then there's like this great big um, tribal hall that people gather at. So you're being asked to come to this tribal hall, which is the place where the the, the council um, um, the council of elders gather. So even you, Juho, um, must I take my pole? 
The guard who watches over you is, is uh, he, he rolls his eyes. He's, don't be a troublemaker. Don't be a wise ass. Just go. Maybe I'm maybe, so attached to it. Maybe they'll actually <laughs> kick, maybe they'll actually kick you out this time. We can only hope. Yeah, we can. I got my eye on you. I, I don't. I haven't forgotten about my sister. Oh snap! She hasn't forgotten about me either. <laughs> and so you go. Juho. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Juho. Classic Juho. Uh, <laughs> so I presume we, um, you all come to investigate, or are there particular things you would like to engage in beforehand? Or I will go investigate. Okay. And yes, this is yeses. Of course, um, I, um, I take yeah. up my my dowsing rod and I, go. I take yeah, my time. I <laughs> I go order a breakfast and I I flirt with the person who's you know handing out the stew and you know I make my way there about fifteen minutes later. Okay. So it's it's about um, early afternoon when you all gather and and everyone arrives promptly except for Juho who comes in like the party was waiting for him to start like always. Um, as you enter, um, th- 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 this is a very large room. It's, it's large enough that you could easily fit you know, 50, 60 people in there at one time comfortably um, and, 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 and talk or have, have some sort of gathering. Um, the first thing that you notice is that the, the entire space is, has this overwhelming aura of herbs. There's sage, there's cardamom, there's, there's um, sweetgrass. There, there, there's all these medicinal things that are being burned. Um, and much, much of this, much of that is focused around a handful of bodies that are on some pallets in the, in the far end of, of the room as you come in. Human bodies? Human small bodies. Oh, oh like oh. children bodies? Yes. Oh. As you, uh, do you go to investigate those those small bodies? Do I go? Yes. Well, it's kind of my job. It is kind of your job. So I feel like I, I don't want to, but I will. Well, the woman you're training under is one of the, one of, the, one of these council people. Oh, okay. one, of the, one of these elders. It, it is. Uh, it kills many. She um, she motions you over, which is kind of an ironic name, don't you think? She's a warrior. She she was a <laughs> very powerful warrior. Easily six feet, built like a bear. Um, she's she's about seventy winters old, but she wow. moves around still like a person in her thirties. Okay, Heck yeah, kills many. Um, <laughs> all right. She uh, she has decided to, t- to take a different path, um, and uh, as when, when she took on the role as an elder, and as as you come up, um, what you see on, on the pallet are 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 um, the four children. Um, I want to say children. They're, they're they're maybe nine, ten, eleven years old. Um, they're in pretty bad shape. They're cut up. Um, they're bloody. They're 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 um, their lips are dry. They're obviously dehydrated, um, unconscious. Looks like they're in, in a in a fever space. But they're still alive. Oh, but they're, I but they're they, dead. They are they're still alive. It's not actually until you get close enough to see that you see that they are alive. Oh, thank Bob. Faulty are they? Are they alive? They are alive. Oh, they are. Yep, yes, I poked one. Yes. <laughs> as soon and as Faulty says that they're alive. Yes, they are alive. Uh, I come up and start administering water to their lips. Okay. So you you, you start giving the administrations. Um, I, I am giving all of them the uh, once over, checking for any broken uh, bones, seeing if there's any open cuts that might get an, infe- an infection, which I can help administer to so there, there's a lot for you to do yeah. there's, there's a lot actually for both of you to do anyone who has any medicinal skills um there's a lot a lot for you to do um the catch however is that these kids are in a pretty bad state um as as you're working on them um walks among pulls you pulls you aside and, and says uh, as much as i would love your help in getting these these children up and running again um there is a bigger issue that we have to deal with these boys and girls ran um, from Tallbanks, a, a town to the south. Um, you've 
never been to Tall Banks. You two have been to Tall Banks uh, on a couple occasions. It's a kind of a fishing village way, way, way down, um, not, not to south, maybe five, five, seven days um, walk from, from here. Um, you've done it a few times. It's, it's not a pleasant trip. Um, they don't really need much from, from you all because they are fishing. Um, but every now and then you go down there to pick up some stuff from them and bring it up to the town. Um, she says, apparently the, the, the town is under siege. There are bandits. There are lots of bandit tribes out in the waste um, who, who from time to time will harry people. In this case, there's a, there's a bandit <coughs> tribe who has be, uh, begun to assault, uh, which is a rare thing, uh, outright assault, uh, tall banks. The, they, they've had under siege apparently for a few days, at least this is as much as we've gotten from the kids, and the kids were able to slip out to try to get some help. Um, they've, they've been running nonstop and nonstop pretty much means, you know, day and night, um, hiding when they could at night, uh, moving forward. And it looks like they've had a few, um, interactions with, with these bandits as well. Six of them set out, only four of them made it. So, um, more importantly, um, this last young man before he pa- before he, um, quieted, he said that the thing about the bandits that was, that was really scary was that they were taking people and dragging them off. Um, it looked like they were taking them off to eat them. They were hacking off um, body parts, um, killing people on the spot. It wasn't, it wasn't like they were taking victims or rather t- taking hostages or anything. They were gathering resources. That's Th- gruesome. That's a bad deal. This does not sound like the work of bandits. I'm Juho is a bandit. Juho steals, but never this. So you, you, you've, you've heard tales of this kind of thing? And, 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 I mean, tales, no, none of you have ever actually encountered it where um, they call them Wendigo tribes, where people are out there for so long um, deep in the woods that they, um, they have few resources. For some reason or other, they, they, they decide that people are the easiest prey, um, which is kind of true. <laughs> um, and they start feeding on, on, on uh, passerbys, um, hunting on, on the roads, but... At the level where they attack an entire village, that is that is um, unheard of. So, with that said, uh, I have a special request. When these um, when these children came, they they, they came with uh, um, the request of Unchimala. Says we, we're pitiful. We uh, we we need your help. Um, we're not going to survive. Our people, our grandmothers, our our, our moms, our dads, we're, they're not going to survive. We need someone to go down there and find out what the actual situation is and and help if if if, if they can. We're relatively stable here. Um, we can the hold up. The answer out. is yes. The answer is hold up. How do these, let me, let us assess you first, please, children. That's, I'd like to, is there something that I can do to see if they are in fact stable, if they're going to be okay here? Um, yes, you can, um, it is a, it is a fair medicine check. Okay. To see if, um, they are, um, if, they're, if, they're, if they're, at the very least they can be stabilized. And get through things. Okay. So either of you, anybody with medicine, um, spending some time looking at, at these kids can, um, can I, look at them. Yes, I would like to do that. Yes. All right. So ladies? I am not. Nope. <laughs> no. You know, this situation is so pitiful. There's, you know, looking at the, 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 these kids and their, and, and their state just brings tears in your eyes and it's hard to so focus. plus nothing to your role. So <laughs> it's just your base skill. What is your base skill? You're great. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, thank you. You're, yeah. you're, <laughs> this is my faulty voice. Thank you. I am great. <laughs> <laughs> Just looking over Camelia's shoulder as, as she's trying, as she's kind of in a way, but you know, it's it's, it's quaint, it's cute. Mm-hmm. It is cute. Thank you so much for all of your help. 
Um, but as a great healer, um, <laughs> I think I can take it from here. <laughs> you should spend some time on the shame pole. <laughs> Great. By all means, please, anything to help these poor children. <laughs> so, so, yeah, you, you, so you, cool? you, you look them over, and, okay. and uh, they won't be conscious for a while. Uh, oh. so it's going to be a little while before they recover. There's not a whole lot of blam, you're healthy kind of magic here. No, what I'm doing but, is I'm starting a fire and putting herbs in it so that it can, so that's kind of like smelling salts, so it can help hopefully revive them. Okay, so. You will, you will, you're 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 going to give them some assistance for their mm-hmm. their own recovery. Also, some temp, some um, temple massages. That's mm. while um, while Faulty is uh, going through her her whole ritual. Um, I'd like to try to think back uh, through all of my my mystical tradition learning um, and see if there's any lore surrounding these Wendigos and the rate at which they travel. I want to make sure that upon leaving this town, we aren't leaving them open to attack. Right. Mm. So, um, which lore skill are you looking at there? So, uh, it, that's a good lore is my skill. Is there um, a dash next to lore? It's lore water. So, th- th- this is more about um, ah, how, how, um, how your, your knowledge of water in the areas how people can access them and whatnot. So you can still do that, but it's more a function yeah, of Yeah, it doesn't how... really function like that. Yeah. I understand. Gotcha. Cool. Never mind. I won't do that. doesn't make sense. <laughs> but um, there, there, there is some common knowledge that, that you know. First off, when, when I say Wendigo tribe, they're not monsters. They're just people. Okay. Okay. They, they haven't turned into, you know, right, ghouls right, or yeah. anything. They're just, you know, they're just kind of gone Sonny Bean <laughs> right. on, 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 on things. Um, and so they travel... Assuming that they have their wits about them and they're still thinking like normal people, they, uh, they, they travel like any, any other group of bandits would. Which is why it's un- especially unusual to, th- uh, to you three here because you have watched the roads and you've seen bandits do weird stuff on the road. Maybe you've come across one or two people who were suspect in, in, in this way, but, but never an entire band um, as large as what's, um, what they're talking about. By comparison, I have no lore skills whatsoever, unless uh, foot and fist counts as a lore. <laughs> no, foot and fist is your fighting. <laughs> however, however, the fact that you are a crow counts um, as this kind of super aspect. So each, actually, don't forget that each of you has a, a character concept mm-hmm. that is an aspect that you can engage. I forgot to mention that. Mm. Um, and then some of you have particular... Um, Tribal or um, magical affiliations that that also can be uh, uh, invoked. You, you you learn about a lot about what's going on out there in the wild because you have to survive survive out there in the wild as a crow. A uh, question. Yes. Can I make a medicine check um, on the off chance that cannibalism makes or wait no that makes no sense whatsoever. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so the answer is yes. You can always make a medicine check. Okay. <laughs> Um, it's it's what it comes down to. What is you're you're trying to? Uh, what are you looking for? What aspect? Uh, what advantage are you trying to set? Um, Did we talk about this setting? Um, the four actions. There's the when you're making a role, you're doing one of four things. One is an overcome, which is like your your traditional um, role playing game yeah. role. There's creating an advantage where you create a bit of narrative that helps the situation, um, and then there's attacks and defends. And in most cases, you're probably going to be doing overcome or creating an advantage. A medicine check about possibly, may I have heard of this before, as a disease, as something that travels like, oh, um, did this person mm. get bitten by a, a by an animal or by a part of the shade? Sure. I see what you're saying. 
So yes, you, you can do that. To um, uh, the difficulty for that would be f- uh, great, actually. It's not a common thing. All right. So James, you roll four dice, and uh, the pluses and minuses cancel each other out, and whatever's left over is added or subtracted from here. <laughs> oh. I have an average for medicine, mm-hmm. and the only roll I got was a negative, so okay. nothing. So nothing. There are lots of stories. It's, it's hard to, to sort them out in your mind. There's like all this smoke and those herbs that Faltiorna's got going on and, and Camimia. It's just, it's, it's really, you're getting a little high. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to focus. Okay. That's in the back room of my, of my alchemy. <laughs> you have to say the password to get back there. So while you all work to do all these ministrations and, and, and do what you can to help, um, between the two of you, you've been able to at the very least stabilize them so that they're not kind of in this kind of fevered state. Um, but they, they're still going to be in the space of recovery for, for a little bit. Right. The important thing that both Kills Mini and Walks Among um, press is that they don't know how much time the people in Tall Banks have. Mm-hmm. Mm. So it's um, imperative that if you're going to engage this, that you go as soon as possible, head down there. And what what uh, kills me also suggests is that you take a couple uh, mastinchalas, these giant hairs, um, um, connect them to a, a pallet or a wagon, and take some supplies down there in case the people need supplies. If you can do anything for them, if you can, if you can get past the siege, uh, perhaps you can help them with their situation. All right, sounds sounds good to me. Uh, Juho will do this if you affix a pillow to the shame pole. It is hard to sleep on the shame pole. Juho, you could always. Not wind up on the shame pole. That is not an option. Kills me just gives you that stare. <laughs> <clears throat> that stare that says you are so close to being fed, being buried to up to up to your neck, fed to the ants. Anything to, to cause you enough pain to make you cry. <laughs> so I'm going to go with a no on the pill. I'll just do it anyway. I'll Juho, just do, do it anyway. Juho, do you know why I let you off of the chain pole, says Kilsmini? Because you are in need of my help. No. There's a chance that there you may have to do a lot of fighting. There may be shivers, there may be terrible, terrible bandits. And if some of you may die, well, I, I will take back the bodies. I wouldn't mind if Juho were among the bodies. Ooh. I will take them back, I will transport them, and I will ride on that cart if that is your desire for me to just make sure none of them fall off as I we all victoriously come back with our one fallen comrade probably this 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 is your opportunity to make good and not get kicked out of town that's what this is Juho if Juho so much as 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 blinks an eye the wrong way hurt him uh, at this point, <laughs> Juho looks at her and winks, and somebody hits him on the back of the head. I don't know which one of you yeah, does. It's probably Crow. Yeah, well, probably. Well, walks among is fairly back, but kills me. He just does not like you. <laughs> you're a foreigner. You're from up north. You talk all kinds of craziness. You never apologize. You're just rude. You stink. I'll bring lots of aloe because that was a sick burn. <laughs> <laughs> so, um,. It gives you a um, couple options. Uh, one is leave right now, and you can make it to the first weight tower before um, the sun goes down. I guess it's important to uh, mention these weight towers. Oh, yeah. So, um, remember how I said these terrible things come up uh, at night yes. and try to kill everybody? Well, the people have found ways to defend against this. Besides having badass crows to help them fight, um, they have these things called the weight towers. And what the weight towers are are these large um, like totem poles that, that, are, that are erected. 
Um, within the city, there's three or four of them, and they, they cast this aura, and the aura overlaps in a protection area, and so it keeps lesser shivers from, from getting through. It's basically mm. a barrier. Along as when you're traveling from place to place, uh, people have endeavored to, to erect these poles in places along the road um, on, on, on the man-made hills where people can stop and rest. So they're, they're, they're rest places with, with one of these poles. Those poles aren't quite as powerful as the ones that you'll have in town, but they'll do for a, a single night in, in most cases. Um, they come with their own dangers, and those are that there are some really um, rough, tough, um, natural creatures out there and they, they, they also get bothered by the shivers. And they, some of them will just, hey, look, there's this place the shivers never go to. Mm. I'm going to go hang out here and sleep tonight. And that might just be a great bear sitting up on top of that place when you get to it. That right. Um, but but the, 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 these are very sacred things. Um, they are, they're, they're there for the, the, uh, the survival of the people. Um, those of you who travel from place to place, make sure these things are, are kept up. Um, there are five of these along the way. Uh, they unroll uh, – they, they – um, they, Unroll some skins, start drawing out maps for you, uh, show you how, how to get down there and point out where, where the way towers are. Um, you should be able to get to the first. If you, if you move swiftly, you can make a way tower every night and have a place to sleep comfortably in theory, um, from, from the shivers. I'm in favor of moving quickly. Yes. If time is of the essence, we should probably leave soon. Very happy to hear that. Uh, they, um, a, a, um, Goods have already been prepared. The um, the mastinchlas have already been harnessed. Um, the last thing they do before they go is they smudge each of you. Uh, you gather together into a, um, a ceremony, a, a blessing for for your traveling, and you are um, washed um, in sage and sweet grass smokes um, to cleanse you. And so each of you get this temporary um, aspect, which is smudged against evil. You can use it once. Um, in, in, a, in, a, in a situation where you're up against a, um, a, a, the, the big bad dark things and you need an extra boost. It will, it will last until the, um, until the morning light. Is this time, is this the first time that Juho has had a cleansing in a week or? Um, yeah, how does bathroom breaks work for Juho? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of mud around the, uh, the shame pole. That's disgusting. Uh, at least we hope it's mud. <laughs> that, that's what we're calling it. The mud. polite mud. Soil. 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 And I nurture the earth that nurtures me. That's fine, guys. You guys really need to get in touch with the planet, okay? <laughs> Not the colder parts, because they're awful, but, you know, the warmer parts. So you you, you sit out. It's about midday when, um, when you leave. Um it's, like I said, it's hot. Uh, the sun is high. Uh, not a cloud in the sky. Uh, it's burning down on you. There's, um, the road goes off to the, um, to the to the west and then down to the south. And there's this high grass all over. Once you get away from the town, there's this there's this grass that that's that's as high as um, high as your shoulders, high as a man's shoulders. Um, and people here are tall, <laughs> so this mm-hmm. is like you know five foot six, five five um, five ten. Um, grass is high, so and um, an aspect is on the area as you travel is the grass is high enough to hide an army. Mm. Isn't my character kind of tall though? You are kind of tall. Okay. You're very tall. You're upwards of seven feet. Cool. What um what does what do I see? You see a an ocean of grass. Um, you see road and grass. It's not it's not completely even. So right, so you're going up and and um and, and down and on inclines here and there. Um. The road itself is very dusty. The air, the air is very dry. 
and you travel without um, much of any um, incidents uh, as, as as you head down towards that first uh, the first way tower. And as you're coming up to it, is uh, is, is you get it's close to sundown, very close to sundown. Um, and you see off in the distance this large hill that, that rises above all, all of this grass. And on the hill is this beautiful pole that reaches up towards the sky. Um, what's, what's very cool about the Wade Towers is that as, as the, they, they, they apparently absorb a certain amount of sunlight. So at, um, as the sun goes down, they actually have a, a sort of a glimmer around them. It's, it's, a, it's a sheen. It's, um, it's, it actually kind of emboldens the heart as, as you come up to uh, when, when these towers are in the distance. Because you can, you can spot the glimmer before you see anything else. But something um, is not right here as you come up to this tower. You're you're used. You've done. You've used this tower a couple of times because this is actually a crossroads, and you're either going yes. east or east or west. Um, but it doesn't quite have the glimmer that you're used to seeing. It actually seems to kind of spark. Mm. Hold on a moment. Um, this, the, you, you're, you're about a um, hundred odd feet away from it at this point. All right. um, do you all mind if I go investigate? I because do. You are loud. Brighter. You are clumsy. <laughs> Juho will go investigate. Can I get a card to draw on? I'm so don't have happy that you're joining me, Juho. No, 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 no. Juho should go. Free Heron, you stay here. Let us hide in the, the grasses. I agree. I think with what the elders said, Juho should definitely go and investigate. Yes. And because when the monster eats all of you, I will need to take back the bodies. <laughs> That's exactly right, Juho. Uh, well, while Juho sneaks forward, I would like to, to take my, my large dowsing rod and attune it to the area and see how the water is flowing. Uh-huh. I want to see if there are living things around that we are not currently privy to. So um, make an attune um, roll for me. What attune basically is, is, is it allows you to commune basically with um, the energies of, of the world around you. Perfect. And let you know when things are kind of working well and not. So it's only so so goose egg, right? Yep, because I have plus two to it, but I have uh, three negatives and only one positive. Can I then modify it by invoking something? Yes. Yes. Okay. How many? Oh, I'm sorry. Three points. Um, I'm I'm starting each of you with three fate points. Oh, perfect. Thank you. Um, Then I think at this stage I'll just. Mm, How about the water? Can I? I'll invoke the aspect the water calls out to me. Water calls out to you, sure. Um, so I can then use that without burning a fate point, correct? Yeah. You know that, that every every um, weight tower is linked in the mysteries and the elements uh, flow fully through them and, and go from the sky to through the tower and into the ground because the towers are a bridge between earth and sky and, and back into the world around. So by focusing in on that tower, trying to touch the flows of water, um, you're able to get a sense of what but it's happening there. So is that what you intend to do? That is exactly what I intend so, to do. So um, give me a fate point. And yes, you relax yourself and and suddenly you are in touch with the, the, the web, the fabric, the weave of, of, of the world around you. It's, it's in your mind's eye. It's this glimmery, um, glimmery silver threads flowing all about. And it is unhealthy. There is an oiliness to it. There's patches of of a very black thickness that runs along the strands. And as you attune, it seems like it, it actually responds to your existence and starts surging in towards you. Oh, my. So I pull out of that. 
something is dark about this place and encroaching quickly. So you're doing this. This yeah, just takes yeah. a few moments for you to do. Absolutely. Juho, what are you doing? Juho <laughs> is going to be sneaking ahead. Uh, he's going to basically try and get up to it uh, so that he can climb a little bit and see around the area and see, uh, you know, if there's any obvious danger that he can point out or... That. And would this count as a stealth or a burglary? Because I noticed stealth that- is you know this burglary is when you're trying to get into buildings and whatnot. Oh, okay, um, this would be a stealth. Okay, excellent. So you you're sneaking up, and just so you have an idea of how this looks, you do do draw you a picture, a very poor picture. <laughs> um, you're coming in. This is the north. This is the path to the south, and these are this. So this is the base of the hill. Um, this is the top of the hill. It, it goes up mm. about 20 feet um, mm-hmm. in the air. And at that, at this top, it plateaus out. There are stones along the outer edges in both pieces, right here and, and up here. These stones at the bottom um, inform you basically where the, um, the threshold of the effect of the weight tower normally is. Uh, the stones along the top help stop charges. <laughs> from. And when I say stones, they're actually boulders. They're very large boulders. There's a, a large shelter area, which is set up so that you could you could drape a blanket over it and, and, and um, be safe from the elements. There's a tower itself, and then there's a fire pit. Okay. So you're, you're coming in from over here. So Juho is going... To, I, I rolled a... My, my skill is fair, but I rolled uh, minus one, so that brings it down to average. So I'm going to invoke because i imagine it's going to be more than an average check to go up undiscovered although um i'll leave that in your hands as to whether or not at that's this true. point um you don't know what, what you need there is a um your role your is average right now yeah, my role is average your right role now. is average um you as you approach the hill mm-hmm. you see evidence of what looks like some kind of scuffle happened but you don't see anybody in the area Hmm. Okay. I'm I'm going to approach the camp and like look around and see, you know, what what's going on with the scuffle. Uh I'm being careful not to make a lot of noise, but uh Juho is sort of a, you know, thrill seeker, so yeah. I'm also not being too careful. Like I I'm not I'm willing to be seen but not heard. Okay. So um without any interaction from anything other than perhaps a uh, a group of crows that are that are gathered along the top of the hill the scatter when you when you get up there um there there are no people except for the dead ones mm. at the top looking over them are do they look like they're from the town um, no um they're um they wear the dress of people from um uh what is uh, from 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 the larger town to the west mm. Um, a lot more colorful. These are travelers, probably people coming on the way to Crow Hill. Um, how does it look like? How, how do they? How does it appear that they've been killed? Like um, stabbed multiple times. And are their bodies intact? Like were parts chopped off or anything like that? Are you going to actually investigate their bodies? I am going to about? actually investigate the bodies. Yes. Okay. So um, we'll come back to you in a second. You're, mm-hmm. you, you hold at the top. You're 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 finishing up your um, your attunements. What, you, what is Faltier on the doing? Can we be less finishing up here at two minutes? Juho's at the top. What is, what is Faltier on the doing? I'm, let's see. Um, I'm a little impatient. And so I'm considering going up with Juho because I have uh, investigation. investigation. And so uh, I don't know that there are bodies yet, but 
I have a bad feeling about it. Can I do that? Sure. Okay. Here we go. So you sneak up, you walk up behind Joel. Are you making any attempt to be stealthy or are you just, just I'm, walking? I'm just walking. Just walking? Yeah, yeah. Um, so you you actually need to roll to to walk. Um, oh, you need to roll when you get up there, and you actually start to if you want to investigate the area along oh. the way up the top. Yeah, I was yes. rolling that for stealth. Oh, I want okay. I want to actually investigate. Okay, so what's your investigation? You are average. average. Okay, you got you got some. You need you need that when you're working with people. You know, it's kind of your forensic edge. When she approaches, I jump sky high. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I got a big fat old nothing. Okay. So I'm still average. So you 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 get up up to the top uh, looking to see what's going on, but you're severely distracted by Juho's screech as he jumps. <laughs> Can I just shut up, Juho? You're making a scene. <laughs> you made the scene. I am. I am being very stealthy. And three heron. Uh, uh, what about yourself? What? Uh, far be it for me to interrupt the Roadrunner and Wily Coyote. <laughs> Um, ah, that old legend. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, I was going to roll an alertness overcome. Alertness, yes. Um, because up until the point where Juho uh, jumps 30 feet in the air because a woman was close to him. <laughs> um, I brought aloe, Juho. Good. <laughs> I need it administered to my shoulders. Keep me fresh. <laughs> <laughs> Up until that point, I was thinking there was going to be a trap. But, All right, so you know, let's yeah. give, give me an alertness there. All What's right. your alertness? Uh, fair. So two plus one minus. Oh, mm, okay. Yeah. No, plus plus two. Plus, plus two. Three, as a matter of fact. You si- four. Four. Yeah. Two alertness. Oh, yeah, two four. alertness. Oh, wow. So, yes, you. Um, d- despite the. Uh, the strangeness of, of your companions. Um, it's, it's so nice to be out with someone like Camila who, who knows how to handle herself outside. <laughs> um, her, uh, her, her quiet gives you some space to, to, to look around, and you notice a handful of things. One, there are multiple places where groups of crows are gathered in, in the high grass. They kind of they dive in, they squawk, they dive out, mm-hmm. which is typically a sign that, that there is some sort of meal there to be had, and they're, they're, they're fussing about it. There is a foul odor on the air coming from the south and west. Um, and as you, um, as your, as your attention is kind of moving across the, the waving grass, the grass is very dry. Um, it's just kind of like tall sawgrass and you, you notice specks of red, um, scattered off, um, again to the south and west. There is, there's, there's blood on the grass over there. Yes. Something, um, something is not good, and it's around that time when you're hearing the the howl of Juho over there and um, Kamimila. Whatever, whatever's yeah. going on, um, moved in that southwestern um, fashion. Okay. Um, uh, Kamimila is at this point coming out, and and she she comes out. Um, there's an inky blackness in this area, encroaching fast. I believe it may be coming from the southwest. Um, is that where we are yeah. headed? You're, you're headed south, uh, primarily south. Um, there is a thing I'm going to investigate. Uh, stay close to Faulty, and if you have to, Juho. It is likely aware of my presence, so I was thinking I should not go near our companions. Rather, I should stand out in the open to draw it. If 
that is what you prefer. Three Heron will go investigate the thing that the crows are diving in and out of. Okay, so you go you over towards where the crows are in the high grass. You are, so, um, Camille is doing what? So I'm going to keep my eye on wherever he is um, such that we'll be able to help each other if so, something yeah, happens. Staying on the road and spotting him? Uh, yes, but okay. I'd like to move up onto the hill so because I think so, this thing has seen me. So okay. if it's if it's going to attack, I want it to do it in an open area. So Camille moves up on the hill. Juho is coming down from, from his fright. And um, Falchuna, you were going, you were doing an investigate. What was your investigate? Um, I was investigating the well, the top since, of the yeah, the top of the hill. I okay. saw the bodies there, so okay. I was investigating what. Did you roll? Could have possibly happened. Yeah, roll that. for it. Oh wow, we're rolling terribly. Oh my goodness. Minus <laughs> <laughs> so, two. You know, Juho will shut up. He's distracting. He's kicking stuff around. If there there, there was evidence you could find from the scene. <laughs> Forensically destroyed. <laughs> Although I am a master tracker, so Juho isn't so much trying to analyze the scene as figure out where everybody came yeah. from. That falls on your survival. Yes, or that that would that would be survival. Yes. Okay. Mm. So let me try. And master tracker is that provides plus two for the right. stunt. Right. So in, in the case of using your survival to actually track things. Um, you're gonna have a plus three altogether. Excellent. Let's hope I roll better. And look at that. That is a great. <laughs> you succeed with style. You hold, and um, you're 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 in the process of, of shouting. You hold to be quiet. And he's like, <laughs> he got a plus five on that roll. In case and, you're wondering. And you 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 catch sight of of you, you realize. Wait, there's just two bodies here, but you, you're seeing um, five sets of tracks. Mm-hmm. Um. And three, three uh, go off to the south and west. There were more murderers than there were victims, and they went this way. We have no time for your foolishness. We have to go tell the others or investigate ourselves. These, uh, I can tell from, I can, I looked over the bodies, and I can tell that all of these, that many of these wounds were uh, defensive all over their hands, and so it's, I would assume that they didn't have many or very good weapons on them to fight back. I had assumed that too. They're dead. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're, you, you are using your lore skill in this case to, uh, or rather your investigation. Uh, so, um, so I take it, James, that you very much like playing these games as opposed <laughs> to just DMing them. <laughs> I do. I do. So that comes out to a zero. Yeah, unbelievable. You have any? You know, the, um, the people up here. There's a man and a woman, and you, you can tell by the ties on their wrists that they were they were wed. Um, and that fills you with a certain amount of rage, as, as you remember that no one should lose a loved one. No one, yeah, no one should lose a loved one to sickness. And knowing how to heal helps me know how to hurt too. <laughs> so, which which of those would you prefer? You like. You, you, you're looking at um, the, the situation here. I get rage face. You get rage face? Mm-hmm. I make a wicked rage face. And knowing <laughs> how to heal helps me know how to hurt too. So I'm so, pissed. Yeah, and, and that helps you kind of switch into the mind of a predator. How did, how did they do this thing that, that, that they're doing? Um, hand me over a fate point. And yeah, you know, looking... So... Juho is, is kind of following these tracks off to, well, acknowledging these tracks off to the, to the, north, <laughs> the, the southwest. Um, while you're looking at what's going on here, and it looks like these people were, you kind of follow, follow the, just the, the, the lines in, in the dirt back up to the, um, 
the shelter piece of of the of this tower space. And you see that it looks like what blanket they had there had been had ripped off. They were they were pulled out and they were attacked. And it looks like much of the fighting happened around the tower itself, where they, they there's something weird here that like they they're actively fighting around the tower as opposed to running away. And that's when you mm-hmm. notice. Um, all the chunks and chinks that have been that have come out of the, this great stone tower. Someone it looks like someone actively was trying to destroy the tower. Oh shoot! That's it for this week, heroes. Join us next week for more fate and Edrigor. European listeners, I promise I'll be thanking you for your reviews soon. I'm just compiling the full list of reviews before I do it. If you're a fan of what we do here on OneShot, you should check out our companion podcasts, Critical Success and Campaign. Also, if you like us, you should follow us on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Give us a like on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod. Check us out on Tumblr at OneShotPodcast.tumblr.com. Or join us on our Google Plus community. And I want to point out we have a new section in our Google Plus community for you to discuss how there is no such thing as the Secret Archive and compare notes in the non-existent quest to find the Secret Archive through a series of clues that we're littering throughout OneShot and campaign episodes. OneShot is a Peaches and Hot Sauce presentation. Peaches and Hot Sauce is a Chicago-based comedy network with tons of great articles, videos, and podcasts for you to enjoy at peachesandhotsauce.com. Finally, that music, which is right now swelling up over my voice, is Be Your Own Pet with Adventure, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes! Okay.